Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. My name is Trisha, and today we're going to talk all about training, and we're going to talk about how you can maximize your training to actually get better results, because I think we've all been there where we're going to the gym or we're doing whatever kind of training we're doing, and of course, there's an aspect of enjoyment, maybe there's an aspect of learning, um, if it's something that's like a skill, like martial arts training or some kind of hobby that you have. But at a certain point, we want to actually see our body change. And depending on what your goals are, if you're not properly training and not properly fueling yourself for that training, you could be literally spinning your wheels, right? And so what I want to talk about today specifically is how to maximize your strength training because I think there's so many misconceptions out there that first of all, for most women, it's crazy to me that in this day and age, that the myth is still out there that if you pick up a dumb dumbbell that's heavier than 10 pounds, you're going to get bulky. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, as somebody who's actually trying to put on some muscle right now, uh, it's not that easy, okay? It is not that easy to put on muscle. There are some genetic freaks of nature out there, but for the most part, you are not going to look like Mr. Olympia. You're not going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger if you go from five pounds to 10 pounds, right? It's just not going to happen like that, ladies. It takes a lot of intentional time and nutrition and calories and training and all of the works. So when it comes to lifting weights, I think women can be intimidated, right? Either they're maybe a little intimidated to actually go into the gym, to go into the weight section, right? Or maybe you're not intimidated. Maybe you do enjoy working out, but you're just kind of like doing whatever. You're just kind of going and just kind of whatever, following the Instagram workout that you saw posted the other day by your favorite influencer, or you're on some generic app that kind of gives you a workout plan. Or maybe you take fitness classes, which are very motivating and you're excited to show up to them, but they're not actually changing your body. And maybe you're frustrated because you're like, man, I'm going to the gym, I'm putting in the work, but why am I not improving? Why is my body not improving? So we're going to talk about specifically like whether you're trying to lose body fat, if you're trying to gain muscle, if you're trying to maintain your weight, but change your body physique, right? There's going to be different strategies in conjunction, you know, with nutrition and training. But the bottom line is if you really want to see changes in your body, you need to do this one thing. And this one thing is called a progressive overload. Your training needs to include progressive overload. And what that means basically is that it's a gradual and consistent increase on the demand of your muscles for them to adapt, to grow, to get stronger. And, you know, let's take an example. Let's say that you can do a, you can do a squat holding a 20 pound dumbbell. Okay. And let's say the first couple times you ever did it, it was challenging, right? Maybe your balance was off. It felt kind of heavy. You were shaking at the end. You were sweating instantly. Your heart rate got jacked up. And after doing it for months in your group exercise class or on your own or wherever you're doing it, it gets easier. And you can do that 20 pounds in your sleep. It's like your warm-up weight. Well, if you never move beyond that, your strength is going to plateau. Your results are going to plateau, Okay. So that's why we need to have a gradual increase in resistance. Now, it doesn't mean that every single week you need to add 10 pounds, okay? I'm going to talk about there's different ways that you can actually progressively overload that is not just adding weight, but that is the first way, right? So the first, you know, most common way that you can progressively overload and, and grow your muscles and increase your strength is to literally increase the resistance, 
Now, it doesn't have to be weight-related. That could be if you're doing bands. You know, you could be going to the next level of resistance with bands. Um, you could be on the next plate uh, on the barbell rack. It could be the next notch on the chest press machine. It could be the next size dumbbell. Um, you know, any kind of increase in resistance. So, for example, if that 20-pound squat after a couple weeks got easier, you could try to go up to a 25-pound squat. Now, if 25 pounds by the eighth rep felt really, really hard, you could stop there and you're still making improvement. You're still pushing your muscles to grow. And it is typical that when I program for clients, if we are trying to push heavier weight, we will at first go a little lower on the reps so that you have enough you know, gas in the tank to push through because it is a heavier weight than your muscles are used to doing. And in order for your muscles to grow, you know, literally what's happening is as you increase the resistance, right? Let's say you're, you're doing the, the squat, for example. You know, as you are doing that resistance and you're lifting heavier weights, literally tiny, tiny, tiny little micro tears are happening in the fibers of your muscles, of your quads, of your glutes, all the muscles that are connected when you do a squat. And, you know, over the next 24 to, you know, 72 hours, your muscles go to work on repairing. Your body repairs those muscles. Now, if you have a proper nutrition protocol where you are eating enough protein and you are eating quality food and, you know, all of the things we talked about on the podcast here or if you're a client of mine, if you're doing the right things nutritionally, your muscles will rebuild and they will recover in a way that you can continue to keep pushing that weight, you can continue to get stronger, okay? And we'll talk about like if you're trying to lose body fat or if you're trying to, you know, gain muscle or whatever, we'll talk about the exact nutrition strategy at the end, but just know that that's the most basic way is that we want to, you know, try to increase the resistance. Now there's gonna be some things, let's say like me for example with a bicep curl, okay? Now I just recently kind of bumped myself up to a 40 pound on like a little easy curl bar. Okay, like the straight bar that goes across. Uh, previous, I was like around 30 for a while. Okay, now I bumped myself up to 40 pounds, but it's probably gonna be unlikely that like in the next few weeks, I'm gonna just keep doing 10 pound increments and by the end of the month, I'm gonna be like bar cur uh, barbell curling 80 pounds. That's probably not realistic. So on the smaller muscle groups, it is gonna be harder to increase the weights. And even on the bigger muscle groups, like if I'm working on my squat and I'm trying to lift heavier with my squat, it could be really common that maybe after a whole month, I only go up five pounds or maybe even just two and a half pounds, <laughs> you know, like, it, you know, every little bit counts and we won't always be able to increase the weight. So that's why number two is important is that the second way we can progressively overload is by increasing the volume. Now, this could be done by increasing the number of sets or the number of reps. So what that means is, let's say that we are doing that squat, okay? And let's say that the first week we did it, we did three sets of, you know, 10, okay? So we did three sets, we did 10 repetitions of that 25 pounds. Now, maybe the next week we try to do three sets, but we're gonna go for 15 to 20 reps. Okay, and see if that we can increase the reps by even keeping the weight the same. All right, and see if we can increase our, you know, time, um, you know, increase our muscles that way. So that is one example of how you can do that. Um, and that can be great for something like a bicep curl or triceps or, you know, things that are just going to be harder to always increase the weight. I find it's fun to play around with increasing the volume. Or, you know, same thing like uh, when it comes to the bigger muscle groups, Sometimes we need a break. Sometimes we need what's called like a deload week where we're not really going for our heaviest weights. And maybe the way we can still push ourselves is a lower weight 
but more repetitions. You know, we just give ourselves, our nervous system needs that break, our body sometimes, our mind needs that break, where it's like, okay, I'm going to really drop the weight here, but I'm just going to try to really push myself to do more repetitions of this lower weight. And that's another way where you can kind of, you know, take a step back, but still improve and still work on getting stronger. Number three, increasing the time under tension. I think this is a heavily underutilized tool of a progressive overload. And so, you know, if you think about time under tension or tempo is another way to think about it is, you know, let's say you're doing those squats and you're just doing the squats, right? Just down, up, down, up, down the same exact pace every single week. A way that you can change it up is you can give yourself a little count. One of my favorites is to give my clients a sumo uh, dumbbell squat or, or kettlebell where they're holding it in the middle, their legs are wide in like a sumo stance and they go down really slow for four counts. They hold it at the bottom for three counts and they come up fast for one count. Okay. Same thing on the hip thrust. If you're doing a barbell hip thrust, this is another torturous, torturous thing to do to yourself is you lift up the weight and you're going to hold it at the top for three seconds when you have that heavy weight on top of you and then you go back down. So these are ways that you can, again, challenge yourself without necessarily adding more weight. Okay, it's that time under tension. It's that tempo. Actually, today, that's what I did for my bench press, right? I went down slowly to my chest, three, two, one, held it for one big second and explode on the way up. And let me tell you, it was so much harder, even though it was the same weight as last week and the same amount of reps, it was significantly more challenging. So it was a way I could push myself without having to add 10 extra pounds on each side. And I actually had to decrease the weight because it was so difficult for me. So that is number three. Number four is decreasing rest times between sets. This is another fun one. You could do something like a drop set where let's say you're doing, uh, let's say the squats is a really easy example. You're doing goblet squats and you do a set with your 15 pound dumbbell. You finish your set of 12. Now you're going to drop the weight, maybe not even rest at all or give yourself 15 seconds just to set the weight down and reset yourself. And now you're going to do 30 with no weight. Right? So something like that is a fun way to push yourself to take away the rest time, or maybe it's just in general, maybe last week you were resting for two minutes in between your sets. Maybe this week you're going to push yourself and you're going to put a timer on your watch and you're only going to rest for one minute. Okay. So those are the four, you know, most common ways that you can push yourself to get better in your workouts besides uh, you know, like I said, the first one is the most obvious. We all kind of know, oh, we got to lift heavier each week. That's not always possible, right? So you can also increase the volume, meaning like the amount of sets or the amount of reps. You can increase the time or the tempo and you can lower your resting time between sets. Those are all ways that you can challenge yourself to continually get better in the gym and in your workouts. And I think that this is a component that is sometimes missing in group exercise classes. And not to knock them because I was a group exercise class instructor for many years, not to mention years of teaching group martial arts training. Uh, you know, but sometimes it's, it's hard. If you have a, a group of 20 people in front of you, you can't really tailor the workout specifically to each person and to know if Sally really increased her weight from last week to this week, you, you know, you really can't as an instructor. So I'm not knocking them, uh, but just know, you know, whatever kind of training that you're doing, if you're not pushing yourself in some shape or form to push your muscles, to have more resistance via one of those ways that I just mentioned, you're going to plateau. 
you're going to spin your wheels. You're going to feel like you're wasting your time. You're going to feel like, why am I working so hard and I'm not getting any stronger? I'm not getting any better. I'm still lifting the same weight I did a year ago, you know, and that shouldn't be the case. Now, obviously, there's a lot of other factors, right? There's sleep, there's hydration, supplementation, nutrition. There's a lot of other factors that go into this category, but this is this is the bread and butter you need to have. You need to be progressively improving and pushing yourself. Now, as far as your body goals, okay, these these probably are kind of obvious when you hear them, but again, this is to kind of like further bust the myth that just because you're lifting heavier, it doesn't mean that you're going to get bulky. It doesn't mean that you're going to gain weight, okay? It all is dependent on your nutrition here for this part of it. So if you're doing a progressive overload, any which way, right, that we mentioned, and you're eating more calories than you burn, i.e. you're in a calorie surplus, then that means you're going to bulk, most likely. I know bulk is a word most women don't like to hear, uh, but most likely you are going to gain muscle, but you'll probably gain some body fat. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That doesn't have to be a negative. Sometimes we need that period to heal our bodies. Okay, I've worked with some women before who have been so athletic and so lean and so restrictive that they actually lost their period. And they had to go through a period where they did have to gain weight. They did have to put on some muscle and body fat in order for their reproductive health to improve. You know, so there are some instances where it is important to do that. Okay, so don't be scared. Just know that if you are lifting heavier and you're eating more, then yeah, you probably, you'll inherently gain weight because you're in a calorie surplus, but you'll also be building muscle underneath. Okay, now next is if you want to, you know, maybe stay the same weight. Maybe you're happy at the weight you're at, but you want to change your body, okay? Body recomposition. So meaning like you want to gain some muscle tone, but you want to lose body fat. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not really trying to lose weight on the scale. I'm trying to just go for more, more muscle gain and fat loss. So for me, that would mean I have to continually progressively overload and eat at my maintenance calories, okay? So where I'm maintaining my weight, and I'm pushing myself hard in the gym. Now, if you want fat loss with minimal to no muscle loss, then you work on that progressive overload while you're in a calorie deficit. And I think that's what most women are after. Most women, you know, they, they want to lose body fat, but they don't want to lose their muscle tone, right? You, you, nobody wants to, you know, I'm trying to think of the most polite way to say this, but yeah, we've all seen women and kudos to anybody who goes through a weight loss transformation. Okay. I'm not shaming or knocking or, you know, anything like that, but I'm just saying most women I've talked to, they don't want to lose weight and then just be skin and bones. You know, they don't want to have that saggy bag of potatoes look of them. <laughs> you know, they want to have some tone they want to have some muscle tone. Right. So, uh, you know, the, to do that and not lose muscle, you need to make sure you're still pushing yourself in the gym while you're in a calorie deficit. So still lifting heavier, still increasing your time under tension, still decreasing your rest time, you know, things like that while you're in a calorie deficit. Now, if you are, you know, in general, like it doesn't matter what kind of, again, it doesn't matter if you're doing progressive overload or not. If you're eating more than you're burning, you're going to gain weight. Okay. Now, if you're not progressively overloading and you're just like in the gym doing whatever, wasting your time and just jumping around, 
I, I shouldn't say waste of time. Okay. It's never really a waste of time, but as far as changing your body, okay. You're just like not really trying to push yourself and you're just kind of showing up and going through the motion and you're eating more than what you're burning. You're just going to gain weight. You're just going to gain body fat. You're not even going to build muscle underneath. So that's like, to me, the least ideal situation because, you know, of course, okay, if you're there to socialize, if you're there to have fun, that's cool. But to me, you know, if you're going to be there, you might as well at least push yourself the best that you can. Okay. Um, now if, if you are, let's say eating at a maintenance calorie range, but you're not pushing yourself in the gym, um, you might kind of just stay the same. There might be no changes. Maybe you're in that place where you just feel like you're just spinning your wheels. Your weight's not moving. You're going to the gym, but nothing's changing. Okay. In which you can use one of those tools that we talked about, um, to increase your progressive overload and to change your body. Okay. And then the last one is kind of what I mentioned a few minutes ago is that if you're not pushing yourself in the gym and you're only doing a calorie deficit, then your weight loss, you know, could be effective because you're in a calorie deficit, but you could be losing muscle and fat, right? It could be a little bit of both. So that's why we want to make sure guys, we're really intentional. Okay. It can be so confusing. I know I threw a lot at you guys today and it can be really confusing all of the diets out there, all of the training plans, you know, please, for the love of God, please stay off of TikTok when it comes to exercise. Okay. If I could just plead with you all for just one thing ever to listen to me about, it's to not take any advice from TikTok. Okay. <laughs> because TikTok is the most ridiculous place where they'll tell you, you know, do this, uh, exercise for, uh, you know, to increase whatever, you know, to, to lose weight off your stomach. And it's some ridiculous ab crunch exercise that's just totally not the way. What was some ridiculous one I saw the other day? She was saying, if you did a weighted ab exercise going to the side, that you would get boxier hips, that literally it would change the shape of your hips. I mean, it's so asinine and ridiculous. Anyways, don't listen to that stuff. <laughs> if you want to change your body, bottom line is you need to push yourself in the gym, okay? You have to progressive overload. And you can change your body, of course, by just losing weight, but it may not be in the way that you want. It may not actually be changing your physique in the way that you envisioned. And I, I've had women go through this before where they were so focused on the scale. They got to that magical number on the scale. And when they got there, it was like, oh, I thought I was going to look different. I thought I was going to have more muscle. And guys, you're not magically going to have a six pack just because you dieted and lost 20 pounds if you never push yourself hard and you never train in the gym and you never lift weights and you never try to lift heavier. You can't expect to have washboard abs underneath when you lose body fat. Okay. You got to have both. So don't be afraid to pick up the weights. Don't be afraid of gaining muscle. You could still be gaining muscle and losing body fat. And if you need help, knowing like, well, how much should I be eating? How hard should I be pushing it in the gym? That's where you reach out for help and you make sure that you have a good coach or you make sure you have a solid program that does progressive overload and that you have a solid nutrition plan that makes sure that you're eating enough protein to rebuild the muscle and to not lose the muscle that you're working so hard to build. So, you know, make sure you reach out, of course, I'm biased, but it's something that you can reach out to me for or anybody who's knowledgeable in this area. Okay. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please send any questions. Um, I know this is a little different direction because I'm always talking about dieting and calories and blah, 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 fat loss. Uh, but right now I wanted to talk a little bit more about training. And so if you enjoyed this episode and you want to learn more about strength training and progressive overloads and programming and things like that. That is something I would love to dive more into as well. So 
you know, as always, you can send me a question on Instagram, Facebook, at Trisha Cicero. You can leave a review, share it with a friend, share it on your stories. I appreciate all the love and support. I will talk to you all next week, and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.